Baby, we're back. Rocks and Outfield, episode 16. Garrett Anderson. Finally, we get to plug Rico's and it's open. Rico's in Fullerton. Don't know the cross streets. Something, something in Commonwealth, I think. Yep, close. Close enough. Shout out David down at Rico's. Go get a nice little, you know, if you're feeling spicy, get the El Mago cut like me. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and. What? Gotta re-dye it. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Don't trip. Um, but, oh, yeah, man, Rico's is open. Things are slowly getting back to normal, which is dope. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely the Garrett Anderson episode. And maybe, you know, there's times in life where, like, things are ironically beautiful, and this is, like, the most ironically beautiful time to have the Garrett Anderson episode, given the social climate. Oh, yeah, big facts. Um, real quick with Rico's, make sure you go and make an appointment, because if you don't and you show up late, you won't get a shampoo. Um, but, yeah, like you were saying, the – Stuff going on right now in the world, obviously, everyone is – everyone's like – I've listened to a ton of podcasts. Everyone's taking, like, the first 10 minutes to talk about it, so I think we should too. Um, I know Noah, and I don't know if Carl's been uh, – but Noah went to a couple of protests. Noah, do you want to talk about how it was, maybe your experience, and, like, kind of what the protests, like, stood for and stuff? Yeah. So I went to a few um, – both were in Santa Ana that I went to that were, like, marching protests. Those are both cool. I mean, they started in downtown Santa Ana uh, last Sunday. So we're recording this on June 7th, but the last day of May, I went to that one. It started at the Coral House. I mean, we got there kind of early and it was like, you know, 70 people deep. But then, you know, we started marching through the city and like downtown. I don't know if you guys are familiar with downtown Santa Ana, but um, it was pretty cool. I felt like a bunch of people started joining out of nowhere. And like next thing you know, we were like out in front of the jail in Santa Ana by um, Eddie West Field. And it was like when I look back, because the streets kind of sloped, you can kind of look up at the street, and there was probably like a thousand people there. So you know, shout out to the city of Santa Ana, and it was, it was cool to see you know so much diversity. You saw you know white people, black people, Hispanics, Latinos, um, Asians, you know men, women, kids. People brought their dogs. Um, so you know, and people were like driving their cars through the through the the march too. So I mean, that was it was like it was cool to see all of that. And you know, I went Thursday, no, not Thursday, Friday. Friday after work, and that was a smaller crowd, but still, it was cool to see it again in downtown Santa Ana. And then I, I put on one on Saturday, yesterday, which was really cool. It was more of a rally. We had a, a bunch of people speak in Anaheim at a local park. And, yeah, you know, I think all of them have gone really well, very peaceful. I think, you know, the message gets across, you know? 
Yeah, no, for sure. You so you went you went and you hosted one. Yeah, Saturday was one that I hosted with uh, along with a few other like podcasting buddies of mine. Um, one dude is named Maserati Shells, another dude his name is Trey Hendricks. But yeah, we just we just talked about it on one of their podcasts, and then uh, last Sunday, and like literally that whole week, we were just getting stuff organized. You know, I got like I had someone make the flyer, um, someone you know reached out to the speakers, someone reached out to the Anaheim, letting them know to pub. Um, put it on their page so it was kind of cool I mean like it wasn't that hard to where I felt like damn like you could de- we could definitely do this again and plan it more thoroughly and it, it was kind of cool it was like we had about an hour and a half of speakers it was I think it was like six or seven people and then we asked people if they wanted to speak and like five people I think also said some short words so it was pretty cool it was it was cool to see that like that kind of unity at a park it's probably like 150 to 200 people that showed up wow. yeah, that's yeah. Good time. go ahead no, I'm saying that's a solid turnout, especially given the fact that it was like a week planned in a week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, I mean, I don't know, this this like a uh, whole like social thing going on. It's, it's kind of weird to me because I like I never growing up, I had friends of like, you know, Asian friends, black friends. There there wasn't really anything like, like I didn't really know the difference until like obviously you get to like high school and stuff and you start you know like the stereotypes and racism i think are two different things but like you get the stereotypes and then you i don't know like i was trying to think like when's the first time i've like seen uh like blatant racism it's had to be like from like movies and stuff because i I, like i mean even though like we're all hispanic i don't think any of us have experienced like one percent of you know the blatant racism that like because like even when i get pulled over i'm not like scared i'm more like am i gonna get a ticket am I not, you know, kind of thing. Like, I'm not worried that like this guy's going to shoot me or whatever. I'm just trying to like debate, like, is this cop going to be a dick and put a $500 hole in my pocket or whatever. So um, what have you got, like you guys, obviously, I don't think you guys are scared of the cops at all. Right. Like, well, I, wanna, I think much, it's much easier to be like, like you, you're not scared of the cops because you haven't had like bad experiences, but like when, I mean, I know when I was a kid, we were living well, in urban. Great experiences. Well, they gave me a sticker 20 years ago. No, I'm saying you haven't had, like, bad experiences, so that hasn't really skewed your perspective of them. You're like, ah, they're just cops, whatever. I have had bad experiences, but they were – like, I brought it upon myself that why it was bad. But I – carry on. Okay, so I'm, one more interruption. <laughs> go ahead. I'm so, done. I'm just... Some, some, some words, words. Okay, go. One more time. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good. Okay, now I'm back. So when we were in Irvine, I know it was like, I stuck out like a sore thumb, like my pops too. My pops get pulled over all the time. And it's like, it was one of those, like, what are you doing here type things? Like, what do you, like Tory Hunter kind of talked about it. Yeah. When he said when he was playing for the Angels, it was like, like he got, he got, not, he didn't get pulled over. Like the cops rolled up on him, like in front of his house. I think his alarm went off and they pulled up to his crib. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, what are you stealing? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, dog, I live here. Like, like what are you what are you talking about? And then one of the cops said he kind of recognized them, but he wasn't sure. And then they went up. They like went up. They took him upstairs to get his ID. And he, he said the cop had the gun in his back, right? And so he went upstairs to get his ID. And the other guy that had suspected like that he knew him, he's like, "Fuck!" Like I knew it was you. And then the other dude was like, "Oh, who is it?" And he told him he played for the Angels, or whatever. And the guy's like, "Oh, for real? Like can you leave me some tickets?" And he's like, "Bro, like." And I think the line on the shields had the, he posted something similar to that. And it's um, crazy because he like in that moment, that cop didn't even 
it wasn't even like, oh shit, my bad. It's like, he thought, like, I think to him, that was his normal. Like, that's just how, I don't know, that's how he saw him. That's how yeah. he, he treated those situations. And he just like assumed it was something. Well, there's like parody, there's like parody uh, videos of like, it, I saw one and it was like five like black dudes acting out, pretending to be cops. And like at first, like one of the cops is being all cool to the guy they pulled over. And yeah. then like the supervisor, quote, air quote, the supervisor cop comes over and, and he's like, why, why isn't your gun out? Why are you pointing at him? And the trainee cop, and it's obviously like a joke video. The trainee cop is like, well, he's, he's listening to everything I said. And then the supervisor is like, yeah, well, he's black. Take your gun out. So like you could see it like get like they make fun of it and that's how like they express like how they feel obviously that and it does feel like that sometimes like there's some shows like I'm watching 13 reasons why right now and like I don't know if it's planned or if just off of luck because it came out like a week ago so I don't know if they could have planned it um but there's issues like that where like they the cops are like picking on like the minorities and stuff and like I don't know if it's just good timing or if they planned it but um I'm sure they plan to drop it like that that drop was intentional yeah yeah, no, for sure it was part of the show because, like, that show raises, like, injustices and, like, taboo subjects and stuff. And um, But, yeah, it's crazy. I just think, you know, I guess for all three – well, for me, I don't know if – now I want to speak on you guys. Um, but, like, yeah, dude, I mean, it's just – it's sometimes, like – because we have to talk about the Black Picture – Black Picture Tuesday. Um, and I think that, like, I, I kind of knew it was kind of like an Instagram fad. Like, right, it was just like a – it was like a thing, but then I was thinking like, man, some people probably don't know what to say or like how to form it into words without, cause it is a touchy subject. Even now I'm kind of like tiptoeing. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to, you know, don't want to fucking whatever. So um, when people posted like the black picture, like I kind of took it as like, I'm here with you. I just maybe might not know what to say. Or I might not know how to put it into words or into sentences. So, um, I don't know. What do you guys think about Tuesday? Because it was obviously a fad, but it's still – I think it still carried some weight. This – I mean, fuck, dude. There's, like, so many conspiracy theories. That, like, we can go down this crazy rabbit hole. Like, it was – I think it was – I mean, I posted one personally, and I know on my part it was, like, a like a kind of a solidarity, you know, like a – a symbol of solidarity you know we're like 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 you said we're riding we're we're in this fight i mean we're not directly affected by some of the things that they are but that doesn't make it any less our situation our fight you know so that the picture thing though i think i heard a lot of people saying like like they wanted that to happen because it took away from the awareness that was being spread by people on instagram every day so that was like i don't yeah, know i don't, I can, I don't I can see that as well. yeah I, I could definitely see that as well I don't want to go down this like, rabbit hole, but it's just, it's a trip. Yeah, I, well, I guess, I mean, well, just to wrap it up so we don't go down this rabbit hole, I guess, you know, all, all three of us, I'll, I'll do the assumption of speaking for all of us. You know, we all stand with minorities, obviously, especially black people. And um, like, it's our fight too. You know, we might not understand it, but I mean, like I've just been hearing a lot, like, you know, just listen and kind of, you know. Taking as much information as you can and like, yeah learn from things that you see, learn from things that you hear, learn from interactions you have with people. Like it's, it all comes down to formulating your own opinions and you just have to, I mean, even if I'm sure we've all had fuck ups in the past where like we treated someone maybe a way we shouldn't have, but like you had to learn from that. You had to keep progressing and you have to maybe 
Yeah, but not because of the color. Better. You know, like I, I'm all for like, hey, this person's a dumbass. But oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, because they're being a dumbass, like not because yeah, 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 yeah get to know that they're a dumbass. Don't just assume, yeah. you know. Hundred yeah, percent. And it's just all about doing better, I think. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. Cool. I mean, I'm glad I'm doing a podcast with two other not racist people. Well, not even not racist, anti-racist, and that's. Yes. I think Schultz said that it's like, uh, what was it? He said like not, not being, being not, not being racist not, isn't enough. Yeah anti-racist and this is an anti-racist podcast 100 percent racism no room here um so let's, go. let's get back to our shit boy right, let's get into it real quick i don't hate you because of the color of your skin i hate you because you're a dodger fan um we're going to the river this week river boys for everyone watching the video zoom i'm right. rocking the rocking the bias today we're going to the river first acknowledge that first of all Who's yeah, going? we are going to the, we are going to the river. River boys, river rats. River boys. We do have a very, we have something to pack. Like, because my my opinion on baseball changes every day. Monday there's going to be baseball. Tuesday there's not. Wednesday fifty games. Thursday seventy five games. Friday no baseball. So it's like it changes every day. So we're not going to wait around anymore. We're not gonna. We're gonna take this into our own hands. Carl and I have the twenty twenty MLB dice board angels ball game brought to you by hurry pick a brand burger king brought to you by rico's um we are going to basically carl and i bought this dice baseball game and we're basically going to play a full season not a full season but like a tournament style season we're going to represent the angels and uh, flip up like so it's like a game you roll the dice so uh snake eyes is a home run obviously because it's hard to get Six and six is a home run because it's hard to get. You know, two and four is an out. All the common numbers that would appear on a twelve side on a six sided dice. Um, so I'm not going to talk about it too much, just because it's hard to explain. But you will see videos like that. There will be a video dropping every day, and it will be. Um, I think it'll be fun, and it'll be something to root for. And then, uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, River Boys. Um. And then let's see. Internet bullying is a thing. And I think it works, and I think we need to do more of it. And I think the internet needs to bully the MLB into a season stat. Because where I saw it work this week, obviously the internet bullying because of the Minnesota stuff, obviously the guy got arrested and stuff and all that. But the uh, internet bullied all the owners that uh, didn't pay the minor leaguers. And then the A's owner, he said no, and then he got internet bullied. And then he went back on it, and he said, "You know what? We're going to pay these guys. Yeah, uh, thank you for bullying me, internet. Um, I didn't know. He's like, I didn't know any better, but now I know. And I guess that's life. I mean, sure, you're a billionaire. You might not know. This might be your first pandemic, rookie. Um, but I mean, he came around. I mean, he just got internet bullied. Like, good, good. That's like the only time I think it's been good. You know who else got internet bullied? Well, rightfully, rightfully deserved, in my opinion." Hmm. Shut up, Drew Brees. Yeah, that was some shit. Weird, uh, weird. Um, that was a weird day on the internet. Yeah, that it was. Like, seeing New Orleans champ fuck Drew Brees, that was super weird. Yeah, do you guys think he? Because um, I feel like he's had that stance forever. Like he's been very open about his military love and things like that. I don't know. Like I'm not even a Saints fan, and I know that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I thought you were going to say something. 
Now, I, was no. gonna say, I was just going to say, you guys think, like, his teammates are going to be pissed at him this season and probably not even play for him? I know he has a lot of – I think there's, like, three black linemen on his uh, on the starting old line. I think the thing that, like, trips me out is, like – I mean, fuck. I feel I, – I hate to always come back to this dude, but he makes it so easy. Like, Michael Thomas, dog, Michael Thomas talks so much shit about anyone else. If any other quarterback in the league would do it, he's like, ah, oh, you fucking pandering ass. You light him up, right? But then Drew Brees <laughs> did it, and he's like – he made a mistake. He doesn't know any better. And it's like, bro, he, first thing was like, he don't know no better. Like, which is like, that's a good teammate. Cause you can't, it, cause look, you think about it, like, sure. It's, it's a game, but at the same time, it's a business. I think Michael Thomas knows where his bread is getting buttered. So yeah, but then don't, then don't be as vocal and as active as you are speaking out to other people. If you're not going to well, keep saying speak out to other players. Cause like Matt Ryan doesn't butter his bread. He can say whatever he wants about Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which Drew, shout Drew out to Matt Ryan donated. Drew Brees is not going to stop throwing the ball to him. He targets him 75 times a game. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, if he pushes that loophole enough to, like, where he's saying, yo, fuck Drew Brees, I'm not going to play for him, they'll trade – they traded Odell. They'll trade Michael Thomas. Yeah. Bro, if you're my quarterback, though, if you're my quarterback and you're saying some shit that directly contradicts – like, affects my life directly. You know what's crazy? I don't think we've ever had this before. Like, well, I could be wrong, but I, like in our lifetime, I mean, I don't think – you know, like, I'm sure back when, you know, like, in the 60s or whatever, when it was a lot more open to be racist, like, I don't even know if you had this, but with, like, social media, the current times and how things are going, I, I think this must be, like, a first time. Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably go back to the Kaepernick situation. Obviously, it's a little different because of, yeah, like, where, where they are in their careers and, and whatnot. Like, I'd say Kaepernick was more expendable than Drew Brees is. But even then, it's like – if you're my boy, like us three here, like if one of us is saying some wild out of pocket shit and the other two don't check the one that's fucking saying it, then it's like not only are we com- we're complicit, but we're also like it's like we're giving you a pass. And like for him to give Drew Brees a pass as opposed to every other person that he would just light up is like kind of bullshit. Yeah. Well, it is also like, I mean, you say us three, but then it'd be like if your boss said some out of pocket shit, you know? Like, I'll be honest with you. My boss said some out-of-pocket shit. I'm earmuffs. I didn't hear shit. As long as he keeps signing my checks, I really don't care. I mean, well, I, I do personally care, but, I mean, when you look at it, it's I don't, not, it's I, don't think, I don't know if it's, like, your boss, though. Yeah. I mean, they're not getting rid of Drew Brees, bro. I honestly – 78 years old. Yeah. All right, someone in your company is unverbal. I think he's probably more expendable – it, if, it, if it was, like, if there was, like, a unity of, like, players on the Saints team, not just on the offense, but, like, on defense, too, that were, like, hey, like, we want Drew Brees out. Definitely with his age up there and him being so, like, injury-prone the past couple of years, it's, like, I, I could definitely see them expending him. Yeah, well, I, I think he fixed it. I, I mean, obviously, it's a shitty thing to say. I think it's more just, like, ignorant, ignorant and, like, didn't really know. Um, but, I, I mean, I guess he had a team meeting, cleared up everything. Um, you guys hear anything about that? I, I from what I assume, I think everything's all gravy now, right? Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. I was gonna say, I still think he has some work to do before the season starts. Obviously, like he he can't just think that's the end of the road. I'm sure there's some people on his team who have salty feelings about it, but you know, as yeah, a season, I'm sure you know during this off season and before training camp, he's just gonna be calling people like, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry. Tell me more about this. Explain to me this. Give me your perspective. That kind of thing." You know. Yeah, and I don't want to like speculate because. 
who knows what conversations they've had behind closed doors on text or like phone or whatever. Like I'm sure they've, they've talked about it and everything, but for like, I would have loved to see Michael Thomas as vocal as he is keep the same energy that Malcolm Jenkins did. And like Malcolm Jenkins is, is on the other side of the ball as him, you know, it's like, like I just, I'm going to see this dude. I'm not going to say, it and then I see him one time, maybe we play him like, no, nah, I'm going to see this dude when we come back to camp or whatever. Right. So Malcolm Jenkins lit him up. And I think that was fucking tight. He's like, Drew, I don't hate you. I don't like, but you fucked up. And that's what I would have loved to see Michael Thomas say. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough scenario. Uh... So I'm, you say some stupid shit, Max, I'm going to say, he doesn't know no better. I'm your boss. And then we're all going to get roasted. <laughs> but I'm your boss, so. Yeah, you're my boss. But I'm your boss. Go take your lunch. Uh, yeah, you got, yeah, you got the Jose Moda interview. <laughs> boss? Oops. No. Like, Oops. Elon Musk isn't actually building Teslas. But his idea how. caused them to make Tesla. He Elon Musk. How. What do you mean, how? He probably laid the blueprints. Exactly. Yeah, he, he knows how to do it. Do you think John Williams is getting credit, the owner, the creator of Tesla, because he, he physically created it and put the screws in And on. what blueprint did you lay? <laughs> behind you, buddy. None. So call me Elon Musk from now on. And you I'll know exactly you. what you're doing giving me this background. I'll call you Tesla employee number one. If our life was a script, your role would be Tesla employee number one. <laughs> yeah, you'd... You'd be the narrator. You're not even making it into the actual fucking. <laughs> All right. So let's get into, hold on. We have two, we have uh, another ad break real quick. We wanted to take a second to uh, recognize a black owned coffee house from my hometown in Garden Grove. Uh, Tribute Coffee House in Garden Grove. That is their Instagram handle is at Tribute Coffee House. Um, I'm looking to see where they're located and I had it up now. I think it's Westminster Ave and uh, Harbor, correct? Exactly. 17th Street and Harbor. Uh, Tribute Noah. Coffee House. Thank you, Noah. At Tribute Coffee House, we want you to feel welcome, like old friends meeting for the first time. Come taste our delicious signature drinks or sit and relax over a delightful made-to-order meal. You're guaranteed to find something you love at Tribute, be it coffee, a sweet treat, or even just a friendly conversation. Our baristas love to hear your stories, and you may just hear one of ours as well. Come and be a part of the family. Um, so this is a very local place. I grew up in Garden Grove and, um, we sent the, you know, mass text out and we said, Hey, who, uh, knows any, you know, African-American owned businesses. We'd love to promote them for free. So everyone, if you're listening, go follow uh, tribute coffee house, or even better, if you, you know, go, go give them a try. Uh, I haven't been there yet personally, but some of the food they post on their Instagram, uh, looks delicious and I'm a big coffee guy. So I will definitely be checking them out. Maybe, you know, I'm, I'm out on Starbucks. I'm 100% out on Starbucks. I'm a coffee bean guy, but I'm going to have tribute uh, this week, and I will be back. I mean, we should all have it and just have a review. Um, they, have, they have some really good – it looks like some really good food, some avocado toast and uh, some really cool cups and stuff. Like they have their logo on the cups. So uh, out on Starbucks, in with tribute. Make sure you guys go check that out. Uh, fun fact. What? Shout out to Trivia Coffee House uh, in Garden Grove. Did you know that in 1992, all the property value in Garden Grove went down because you were born? I was born in Anaheim. So. <laughs> nope. Nope. My, okay. Good fact. Don't, Great fact. Don't say hometown. Oh, that's where I grew up. I was born, born in Anaheim. Yeah. Huh? yeah, you're fucking appropriating Anaheim culture, dude. Oh, my gosh. 
All right. So was that your fun fact? Yeah, dude, it was the funnest was fact I've ever had. That was great. <laughs> I have an issue with – I don't even know if it's Angels fans. I think it's just baseball fans. Where, where do we stand as a podcast on like – because, look, the things going on, no one's forced to say anything, but some people are clearly coming out and saying some stuff, right? Like Drew Brees said what he said, whatever, don't care. Uh, Keenan Middleton has been vocal about his stance, and he's actually been out there uh, protesting and peacefully protesting, may I add. Um, I was putting some stuff out there on Twitter. I can't remember what, but someone's like, the trout silence is very loud right now. And I was thinking, I was like, bro, I don't need the guy I like that plays baseball to – I mean, the guy's an all-time good dude. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just – he yeah, ended up participating in uh, Black Screen Tuesday. But and – I, and, I, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I just think I don't – it's a touchy subject. Don't know what – might not know what to say, but you want to know that you're – standing with them so that that's kind of what i took it as i don't know about you guys though well i mean i think you could have said before last week drew Brees was an all-time good dude also yeah but if drew Brees would have said nothing he still would have been an all-time good dude yeah yeah so and maybe in some cases i I guess i don't know dude it's tough i would like to have i mean this even with me like obviously i like bad bunny and shit he hasn't said anything so it's like would i rather them do what obviously I know the answer, but like you can be quiet and then risk people saying, Oh, you don't stand with us, you haven't said shit, blah blah blah. Or you can do what Drew Brees did and just ruin everything. Yeah. At least not Jake Fromm. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Jesus. Not not ideal. Yeah. Um, not ideal by Jake Fromm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean I'm really proud of uh Joe Adele, Keenan Middleton, the guy behind me, Brian Goodwin. All those guys just set a great example for the angels and like, man, and you know, the, and like black people everywhere. And like our sport that we, that this podcast is about wouldn't be anything without black people. Like, I mean, bro, pre black people baseball, get the fuck out of here. Do you think I want to see fucking Babe Ruth fat ass hit fucking Homer? No, I want to see Jackie (laughs) run the bases. I want to see fast hands like Delano DeShields. I want to see fucking. Prince Fielder Browns. I need like, Ozzy Smith out here going. Yeah, I need Ozzy Smith backflips. I need everything. And, like, and it's just crazy that they made the game. And, dude, Twitter replies, worst place of all time, but it's a good read. So Wait, hang on. on. Hang on. Who am I? Who am I? I'm picking – I'm getting something off the ground. No. Yes. Ricky Henderson, bro. Ricky Henderson? Yeah, that's ah. all I was going to say. I didn't know if that's – Come on, doing. dog. He's the ace fan. What are you telling me? We need those moments. We need more of those moments. Yes. I mean, what's the best white baseball moment? Fucking Bryce Harper fighting Strickland? (laughs) Yeah, I'm team Bryce. But, yeah, no, I mean, this game is like – Bro, I bet the the Negro League was lit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you read up on it, yeah. I bet the the Grays was one of the best teams. I think they were the litest team in the league. The Monarchs out here. Yeah. We should get Negro League jerseys. I'm down. That'd be tight. I'm so, I'm so I, officially, I officially support every single outlandish, violent bat flip that Tim Anderson does this you know year. What? Yeah, we're team Tim Anderson now. You <laughs> know what? They should do a Negro League now and then just do like all white baseball league and all black baseball league. Tell me which one is more fun to watch. No, I really uh, would suck. Wait, where do the, where do the Latinos Hispanics go? Yeah. 
that's their own league. <laughs> it's three okay, leagues. That, that it's one might be the league. That we'll one might be Matt, the We'll put fucking Max Kepler over there, and then we'll put Tatis and Baez over here. And Ooh. you know what I mean? We'll, we'll – no, we can't do that. We can't promote segregation. Yeah, don't, I was say don't promote it. Definitely don't promote – not promote segregation. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, the today's Major League Baseball wouldn't be shit without – I mean that kind of that, that goes back to us like that goes back to us being part of this more regardless of we think we are or not like baseball is such a beautiful example of that like America because there, there was a time where I mean we weren't even able to play you know like yeah I mean America is just a great example like no one's from here I mean there's like Native Americans from here right yeah that's so, it this like thing that like British people are like I'm from here how. That fool's gone wild video. Have you seen that guy? Like I'm from Vietnam. I can just say that, and it's not. It's not true. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Vietnam and say, "Go back to your home." Yeah, like I go to I go to Vietnam. I go to Vietnam, and my grandkid tells a Vietnamese kid, "Hey, go back to your country." <laughs> yeah, what? great sense. So, uh, do you guys have any baseball news? Because I think I, I'm on the pessimistic side. There's not going to be any games. Like we're done. Yeah. I saw Ken Rosenthal say like it's further than ever. Like further, it seems, it, it seems further away than ever. Like of a, of a deal getting done. Yeah, we're done. So we're. I've heard, we're, an, I've heard from a very inside, very inside source who has like I don't know, lunches with like GMs and all this shit. He said ninety nine point nine percent. There's gonna be baseball. It's, it's coming back. Yeah, I heard that too from the same source. So you're not special, but very I special. still, I still am kind of worried. I'd say. So I guess what the tactic they're trying to do is they're trying to whittle the season down to there's only like to the very last second and they're going to be like, all right, we only have time for 50 games, play 50 games, which I don't even know why they would want that if they're still paying half the salary. Can you guys yeah. explain that to me? I don't, I don't understand that. It's like when I would turn my papers in at 11.59 on turnitin.com. You want more games? As an owner, what do you want more? Why would you want more games? Why would you want less? I just don't know where the like the rev- There's not gonna be revenue if there's no fans. Well, there's TV rights. TV right? revenue, radio the revenue, ratings are gonna be sales. Yeah, I know. It's just I think, like the number one most watched sport in America. Nah, basketball is gonna say hold my beer. No, basketball. They, basketball will be number one worldwide. Yeah, that's that's where that's where they should. That's where they screwed up. I mean, the MLB had like this perfect hole for them to like you know fit in before baseball or before basketball came back and before football came back and they they totally you know fumbled that bag bro perfect edit i think i'm gonna make is a star wars scene is like you were the fucking chosen one and then it flashes to uh the guy on the ground i don't know his name fuck star wars and then it's the mlb logo yeah <laughs> you were the chosen one so i'm gonna like, tell you i'm gonna tell you one time like one time i don't know where you are exactly right now i'm not sure when you're going to be back in your hometown of Garden Grove. But if you ever disrespect Anakin Skywalker again, I will find you. <laughs> I will come and body bag you. Whatever. That's the end. Okay. Maybe that's what we should do today. We should just do an all-time lineup of the Star Wars characters to please the nerds. Uh, okay. I don't know that my much. First pick, my first pick is General Grievous because he has eight arms and he can hold eight bats and just hit don't know, him. Don't even know who that is. Yeah, he'll get struck out three times and one at bat. Oh, <laughs> impossible i don't know i only know the main guys so let's keep it main if we do do it if not i don't care yeah. um if you had what were we talking you, about before? uh well we're, since we're on the baseball thing i saw mm-hmm. something on twitter like if you could put 
one it was not one guy who's your favorite player that hasn't played for your team oh yeah which, i didn't read, i didn't read the all time part which is essentially to me like who's the guy that you would put on your team if you could and i might be biased but i might be hobby biased mm, i like that i like that we wouldn't need him dickhead no we put him at second boy yeah where about Fletch? Fletch would play like outfield how dare you how dare you he could play third outfield. No, man. I don't. I don't. I, Dude, if it's like player we need, like I'm going Dude, But an if it's Andrelton, life, it's different. An Andrelton Javi Baez double play duo. Oh my Dude, god, that'd be like the sexiest thing ever. Oh my god, wouldn't even be fair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. That'd be so. Like, we're getting robbed. I was looking at stats. I don't know if you guys are big stat guys, but I don't think Trout's going to – and I also – so, first off, I don't think Trout's going to reach 3,000 hits. It's because he gets walked so much, and that's a crime. Like, that, like that's going to – that's not good for baseball. He, like, he should be able to reach 3,000, but he's not because he's going to get walked over 100 times every year. And then uh, Pujols is, like, on pace – well, not on pace, but he should be, like, the second or third player to have – 700 home runs and like 3,000 hits. And I don't think he's going to do that, at least not on the Angels, due to COVID. Right. You know what I mean? This is, this is his last year? He has one more. He has one more. So he needs about like 40 home runs, I think. 40 or 50, 40 or 50 home runs, I think. I don't know what he's at right now. But he could have easily done that in two years. If, if, we, get, yeah, if we get something this year, he'll, he'll do it. Now, if he only plays next year as his last year in their contract, I don't – I mean, he's going to have to go off. But, I mean, if we play this year and next year, there's a chance. Maybe he gets hot. We play 50 games. He has 20 home runs, and then he needs, like, 35 on the back end. Yeah. In a full year, like, totally possible. And that would be, be so awesome. But I just don't – I don't think it's going to happen. He um, has he has 656 right now, so he needs 44. 44, yeah. So, I mean, I guess he could do – if we play this year, maybe it's 14. In 50 games, if that, yeah. that's pretty, that's pretty hot. If he has 14 and then he has uh, 30 the next year, possible. I like him hitting 10 this year and 34 next year. Possible, but yeah, yeah I don't know. It's gonna have to be like it's gonna be close. And then what's gonna suck is if we don't sign him. And I think if he's within 10 or 15 home runs, I think he like signs maybe with St. Louis. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah. to like, just to reach it, but I hope he reaches it with us because I think that would be great. I would actually be a fan of Pujols one more year in Anaheim, add one more year to the end of the contract, have him uh, reach that milestone, and then see ya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for the accolades. I think he'd probably be done at that point too. Yeah, after a year. I think he's going for seven hundred. He has yeah. seven hundred, and then retires immediately after. Because who was like? Who was close to – I think Griffey was pretty close to 700, and then he had to hang him up. And I think A-Rod, too. A-Rod got kind of close. A-Rod's like 640 or something. A-Rod. A-Rod's far away from 700. He had, he had oh, 696. Oh, he better fucking Mr. 700. That shit come back. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like. Bernie, Bernie Mac, boys, he better strap him up. Yeah. Get out of the way. Gr- yeah, Griffey. Dude, how tight would it be if he just came back and hit four and then just bounced? He should. I don't, I don't see why not. He could definitely Taylor, get him. This fucking nuts. Sign, sign with the Rays or something like that. Some dog shit team. What did uh, what did Griffey end up with? Like six sixty four or something? No, six thirty. So he uh, he was the last player Albert Pujols passed. So he 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 needed seventy more. Damn, and his body was just breaking down on him. Yeah, left and right. See, that's what I think. Remember, like very 
it wasn't very long ago. It was probably like four or five episodes ago how we're talking about that COVID is helping the Yankees. Yeah. I think COVID has been so good for Albert Pujols. Mm-hmm. Like, he's probably – he's been able to rehab his body more than he has any offseason. Like, whatever issue he had going on, whatever plantar fasci fucking-itis, like, he's got it resolved now. He has to. Yeah. So, he's going to come out looking spicy with that perfect beard and fucking – let it rip hit 44 home runs do you yeah. think uh do you think um this like if it is a 50 game season you think that benefits older players younger players are kind of the same or both i think the it benefits all the dudes that are like like you know how sometimes it takes trout until like june to hit his stride and then he starts rolling yeah like, this is gonna help all the dudes that start off hot and then they kind of like like, I'm trying to think of a recent – like, someone that started off so hot, and you're like, oh my – like, Giancarlo Stanton, right? There's, yeah. He's had, like, 20 home runs in a month before, and then he breaks his leg. And it's yeah. like, you're going to eliminate all that middle ground where, like, the dudes have potential to get hurt, the dudes get tired, worn out, you know? And I think it's going to be really good for pitchers, too. Yeah. Because they're not going to be, like – especially the bullpen guys, they're not going to be throwing every single night. They're going to be, like – their arms are going to be rested. They're going to get everything they need in terms of, like, it's just like a condensed because 162 games, dog. That's a lot. Like, just if you think about a regular season, like that's a long ass time. And then the throw another, throw another 30 games in for the playoffs. Like, fuck. I think this fucks it up for the future. I think they're gonna play a shortened season, maybe 50, 75. Someone's saying 75. I don't know who. Probably the smartest guy ever. Might be 75. And then I think people are gonna love that so much because it's gonna be a sprint. Every game is gonna be important. There's, there's not really 162 games. We play the Astros on a Tuesday. Fuck out of here. I'm not watching that. Um, but now, 75 games, sprint to the playoffs. I think it'll make baseball a lot more exciting. And I think that's, you know, they're, they're whoever's running baseball, like I picture it's like a 50, uh, 85-year-old man. And he's like, what are the kids into? And it's like he has no idea. Uh, <laughs> so I think if they do 75 games, it's going to go great. It's going to go positive. They're going to go to 162. Ratings are going to drop. And they're going to be like, hey, why don't we – uh, go back to 120 games or something. They're going to shorten it just to make every game exciting. And then, uh, yeah, baseball is going to change. I think this year definitely, like, when people are saying, like, go back to normal, it's never going to be normal. This is the new normal. Yeah. Uh, 75 games, again, some people are saying it might be the smartest kid ever. I don't know who, but 75 games is kind of looking like the right number. Someone from Garden Grove, not the smartest kid ever. <laughs> All right. So, real quick, baseball shout out. Wanted to shout out Moda's Faces. Uh, Jose Moda was awesome. He now follows all of us on Twitter. Or I don't know about Noah. Because um, he wanted to ditch and go do something else. So he follows Carl and I on Twitter. He's a great guy. Um, technical difficulties kind of fucked us. Thanks, Noah. Um, but, yeah, if you, guys haven't, if you guys haven't yet, go donate. Modusfaces.com. Yeah, great charity to help kids in the Dominican. And you never know. Could be the next Tatis Jr. Could be the next – Hassan Dominguez could be whatever. So um, that's great. And then, uh, yeah, are you guys excited? I mean, basketball's coming back. NBA. I just want, I just want life to be like all more of the restaurants. Like pretty much all of them are open now. Like I went. To, oh shit! You went to Bigs. How was it? Went to Bigs the other day. It was cool. It was like, weird? it was different, huh? Was it weird? It was different. Like they didn't let you like. They had certain tables marked off. Like, you can't sit at this one, but you can sit at the next one. Like, it was – I understand. Like, the precautions, it's – they're still trying to be smart about yes. it and safe and everything, which is cool. It's just 
I mean, full menu. Craft beer has never tasted better. Oh, dude, I haven't had one yet. Um, the menu was paperless, so you like you scan a little barcode they have on the wall, and then it pops up on your phone. No fucking way! Wow, wow, wow! Yeah, that's that's pretty tight. tight, dude. Fucking take that barcode off. Put your pop up there. But hey, ask me if it took me seven hours to order food because I couldn't figure it out. Yes, it did. Why? You have to order on your phone. No, I was like trying to look at it and then I couldn't get to the right place. Then I had to download this app and then it's saying it's going to charge me $75 a month. And I was like, yeah, no. That kind of sounds like you trying to hop on the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> True. Technology and I don't get along and that's fine. I'm very self-aware. I understand. But that's why I have you guys. Yeah. And I have super producer Noah here to handle all the technical difficulties. Yeah. And once we can do this in person, it'll be smooth sailing. 100%. Yeah, um, Fucking decide to stop being Christopher Columbus. Dude. <laughs> well, he's not a good guy, so maybe don't. Like yeah, me. perfect example. <laughs> we don't label me as the worst, one of the worst guys. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think <laughs> of uh, I'm trying. River to Boys think. about to be out here, boy. River Boys is about to be out here. Carl, do you want to read the Popple ad? Yeah, run go it. Ahead up. And, go ahead and run that. Hey, for sure, don't tell me to read the Popple ad if you haven't sent me anything to read, though. It's all ad lib, brother. Yeah, you're right. Popple is going to show up. Fuck. Oh, yeah. You see, it? you guys can see it a little bit. Kind of. Oh, the yeah. Little, little Popple joint right here. Popple is the new wave of business cards. Throw away all your bullshit ass little papers you got. Cardboard, don't spend no more money on that shit. Popple, easy money right here. All you do. Drop the little the little popple circle on your phone. Tap someone else's phone. Boop. Your information is whatever information you decide to disclose to them. They have nope. access to it like that. So like if Max wants to just like put his OnlyFans on the popple and he's like, <laughs> hey, you guys want to subscribe? He can tap on his phone. He goes directly there. It's like, please pay me one dollar a month for my bullshit content. <laughs> whatever, dude. Like it's that kind of stuff. So shout out popple. They actually, I found out that my sister's boyfriend, his friends designed it. Like they created it. So his sister's boyfriend? Yeah, his like his friends from UCLA designed it. So that's super tight. Damn, um, is he I, working with Tesla too? I'm Shit. gonna tell them to throw the bag at us, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, Popple, we got 20% off promo code Locker. So go ahead and hit popple.co and it's 20% off if you do the promo code. Spell, spell it for the fans. P-O-P-L and then promo code L O. C K E R I M the goat. <laughs> that locker spelling was kind of butchery. How? L O C K E R. I am the goat. All right. You guys want to do uh, Halo of the Week first or foul ball first? Negative or positive? Let's go negative and round it off with something nice, baby. Negative. All right. Uh, you, me, or you? Um, my Halo. I'm sorry, my foul ball is going to be the mayor of Minneapolis. <laughs> Jesus. That guy's on the fucking burner, dude. Yeah. Uh, from what I from what I saw, he like he was at the funeral crying at George Floyd's funeral. He was like hysterical, right? A lot of people, I'm not saying I agree, but a lot of people are saying that's bullshit. He's acting, you know, he very well might have been. Um and then yesterday he was walking through the crowd, like through the streets of Minneapolis. And then he said, he's not going to defund the police department. And everyone's just letting it rip on him. Like roasting him. 
get the fuck out of here. So, Mr. Jacob Fry, see ya. That's foul. He's gone? Yep. All right. Uh, mine is going to go to uh, – I mean, uh, collectively as a team, I think we can go ahead and give it to racists. Um, they've just exposed themselves, and they are uh, – I think their days are numbered. They, they'd be in the bunker phase, I'd assume. Um, and uh, my second one, I think, is going to go – to Dylan Dennis, uh, rest in peace. Not yet, but soon. Um, the guy was just the all-time, all-time nuts. He's just all-time psychopath. If you guys aren't aware, Dylan Dennis, probably the least likable uh, MMA fighter. Um, imagine if, like, the worst baseball – not the worst baseball player, but imagine if, like mm, – who fucking – think of a bad baseball player. It's hard to imagine. Tim Anderson. No, worse. <laughs> um. Dylan Dennis is like anyone on the Orioles. That's fucked up. <laughs> it feels weird to pick up. Like, who's a bad baseball player? Like, it's hard to pick. All right, so all the bad ones are not in the league. All right, yeah. it'd be like it'd be like Derek Jeter's fielding ability, and then um, Jeff Mathis's bat and my bat. Oh shit! And I feel like that person hung out with like Mike Trout, and then was like, "Oh, I'm good because I hang out with Mike Trout." Um, and like, then he told, then he told, fucking Walker Bueller, I'll hit a fucking bomb off of you. Know, he don't, he don't fucking, he told Chris said, Christian Yelich, I'll hit a bomb off you. Oh yeah, because Christian Yelich is a pitcher. Yeah, he's gonna pitch you, and you're gonna you be idiot. Catch. He's gonna <laughs> pitch. We're gonna catch. Um, so Dylan Dennis, MMA fighter, tweeted probably one of the most scariest MMA fighters of all time at the moment. Street Jesus and of all time at the moment. Got it. At the moment, he's one of the best of all time. Of all time at the moment. Good job. At the moment, he's one of the best of all time. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, be be on the lookout for his funeral. Um, Halo of the Week, positive like story. You kind of look like Dylan Dennis. Mm-hmm. I kind of do. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even argue there. Uh, Halo of the Week, obviously something good that happened. Um, I went to Jose Moda last week. This week, uh, my hometown, Garden Grove, they had – uh, probably the only peaceful protest, I think, that I saw. Am I wrong? Anaheim. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. Ours was first. Oh. Um, Garden Grove yeah. might have been the first one that didn't loot, steal. Yeah, but you guys but are kind was, of. There was also a curfew, so. You guys are kind of grouped with Santa Ana, though, stealing. Whoa. What was that? Did a spaceship just crash in your house? <laughs> there's actually UFOs, dude. <laughs> all right so garden girls shout out city Gar- everyone that went out showed love i saw a lot of tweets people were like really happy for the whole town and like i never it's like whatever my town whatever but i didn't tweet like you know my city um so shout out garden grove uh definitely said hey, are we collectively voting huntington beach off the island i mean yeah. i'm still gonna go just push them somewhere else Max can't wait to go to yard house in huntington dude i mean they don't have one in huntington dick yeah they do where I don't know. You'd know where it is, though. Well, I'm telling you, they don't have one. The closest one longer. Here, piece of shit. Yard house fucking full of shit. They said restaurants could open. They haven't been open in two months. Open the fuck up. Um, yeah. So that's a. I don't know if we're missing anything. Carl, Carl's Halo Week, and then uh, that's a show. That's a Garrett Anderson show. My Halo of the Week is gonna go to the man that is currently standing behind Noah, Mr. Keenan Middleton. 
himself mm. is going to model. Come on, bro. He's been, huh? Come on the pod. <laughs> I know. Keenan, we need you on the pod, bro. Come on, pull up. I know you said you want to start your own podcast, but come get your reps in with us and let's let's shit rip, baby. I have uh, a... I have a vision in my head that like us three at the, us whatever us three at the George top fucking just filming a quick little interview there. That'd be tight. Yeah, that would be so sick. Uh, Keenan has been. Keenan, please. Keenan has stuck to his guns through all of this. He's been very vocal. He's been really like a model, a model citizen in the community. He's been leading by example, and he's been like, like I tweeted, I'm like, yo, I'm happy to have someone like you represent my hometown, and he said. Yo, know, I'm proud to wear the jersey, you know, like I'm fortunate they they welcome me. So that's really dope. It's cool to well, have if he ever gets traded, I'm gonna be crushed. I know. It's cool to have guys like that on the team, especially knowing that I mean, he's literally lives down the street from all of us, you know. Like he's he's here, he's he's fighting the good fight. So the city too. Hashtag hashtag major key. Just halo of the week, baby. Facts, facts. Um yeah, that's been a great show. I think I don't know how long we're at because we have to split it up. So you wanna know something? So funny from the UFC fight yesterday. Off King, Aljamain Sterling. You know, okay. You know how we fuck up sometimes on like the podcast stuff. We say things that we didn't mean to. We're like, ah, fuck, and we catch each other, roast each other, right? Yeah. yeah. Aljamain Sterling, he <laughs> he won his fight, and then he like called out basically the winner of Jose Aldo and like Peter Yan. They're gonna fight for the belt, and he's like, Joe Rogan, you fucking tell him. And then he like looks at the camera and he's like, yeah, hey, I'm coming on your ass. And he goes. <laughs> he, goes, he, goes, he goes, I'm I'm coming for your ass. Pause. <laughs> yeah, um not a big fan of Peter Yon. Don't lo- don't like how he spells his name. And it's P-E-T-R. But it said like Pieter. Hey, buy another E, bro. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, the UFC's not paying them enough. Dude. Yeah, that's true. They're not at least they are one of the athletes getting paid though. Um guys, if you haven't bought your calendars yet make sure you guys go check those out uh lockroomsportsca.com slash shop uh they shout are... out to everyone who bought one who bought one no i said shout out to everyone that's bought one mm, i thought you had someone like a, a guest that like oh my friend bought one. Oh uh, yeah trev. help me trev dog yes he's awesome um a lot of... sold about 20 or so which is good i'd say at least 20 people have been to a to an angels game before so slowly <laughs> but surely um, we last when, when Jose Moda said there was fucking 14 fans each game in 2002. Oof. Well, and it worked out okay. Almost the end of the show. <laughs> um, we need to make a board, an enemy board, and uh, I'm going to be the grudge king. Uh, a certain grooming company is going to go right at the top of that fucking board. Yes. Uh, they put out a I, tweet. I'm not, I'm going to leave them unnamed just because I don't want to burn any bridges yet which I contemplated burning almost because I fucking am like that. Um, yeah, but Dylan Dennis thinks do. Whatever. So they tweeted any creators, big or small, right? I wouldn't have, if they would have said any big creators, I wouldn't have hit them up at all. They said any creators, big or small, hit us up. We'll love to partner with you guys. I send them our info, whatever. Hey, we're Rocks and Outfield. We're a fucking little baseball podcast. Don't really talk about baseball because there's no baseball, but whatever. Um, and then I was like, this is our listener. This is our thing, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy's like, sorry, we only do minimum of 500 listens an episode. And I said, what does small mean to you? <laughs> Jesus. And then, so then I, I emailed him, I emailed him a follow-up one after he said 500 and I was like, Hey man, please reconsider it. Like you guys weren't shit at one point. And he's like, nah, man, can't do anything. 500. 
I was just like, all right. We will oh, never. I didn't know. I, I just knew the first part. Yeah, we'll never have him on, I think. Oh, I mean, not, not saying not saying we'll never get to 500. I'm saying once we get to 500, gonna send him an email, be like, hey, we're at 500, and then I'm gonna be like, we don't want you. <laughs> we yeah, want burn the bridge. Should I? Yeah, yeah, I think I will. Tell them, hey, I heard I heard people still nick their nuts when they're using. I would rather name. nick my nuts now than have them as a sponsor. Oof, oof. So that that's uh that's been episode 16. Uh, Carl, Noah, you guys have anything you want to say before we bounce? Nah, just support Popple, man, and support locker room sports. Popple locker room sports, good one. Anti racism, good one. Yes. How has how have the Angels not marketed like something with like Troutfield? Hey, you know why? Because they left that for us, and that's going to be our thing now. Yeah. Hey, see me in the trout field, buddy. I love it when I do this, dude. Good one. That's a good one. Um, all right, guys. Episode 16, Rocks and Outfield. Have a great week. Remember, set the tone. If your family members are pieces of shit, let them know. Um, if a racist is fucking talking shit to you, take his ass 450 and expose them. Also, one quick last thing. I love when kids uh, are getting scholarships to Clemson and then tweet the N-word. And then oh, my favorite. Love it. That's my new favorite activity. My uh, other favorite thing is when guys are like, as soon as Donald Trump lets us, gives us the green light and lets us do what we have to do, we're going to go out and this is all going to be done in under an hour. Hey, bro, we have guns too. Hey, <laughs> school's not in session. <laughs> yeah. um, why, doesn't the, why don't the Angels have a charcuterie board at their stadium? I'm sure they do. Spitball in here. You know what I mean? We should get this going. Yeah. All right, that's been episode 16, the Garrett Anderson episode. We will have a guest next week. Next week or the week after, we will have a guest. Um, next week, we're going to be River Boys. So follow us on social media, Twitter, Rocks in the OF, Carl Cervantes 15, Max Ferris 27. Noah Dude, Alvarez, we should do a River episode. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think we will. There's a dock there. I think we can record from, like, the edge of the dock and the water. You can find a lot of trout in the rivers, dude. I'm just saying. I don't know if if these rivers have fish. But, um, anyways, that's been an episode. It's been great. We love you guys. Make sure you follow us um, on Apple iTunes, Rocks and Outfield, five stars, rate, subscribe. Um, That's it from me. I will see you guys next week. Take a racist 450.